0: Welcome, everyone, to the Special Education Inner Circle podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Witcher, and today we're going to talk about how IEP failures are a huge opportunity in disguise. You know, special education has fallen apart. I have never seen things so broken in my 20-some years of being in the field professionally, and a lot of people are upset about this to the point where they're feeling hopeless, they're feeling depressed, they're feeling frustrated, they're feeling completely at a loss. But it's time to flip that thinking and really find the hope and opportunity in what's happening right now in special education. It's important for us to look at what lessons we can learn in this chaotic situation so we never have to go back to how special education was before. We don't wanna do that, I promise you, it can be better. So let's talk about that feeling of failure from a teacher perspective and a parent perspective just for a minute. Here are the big ones that I'm hearing quite a bit. I'm hearing all about this inside of the Special Education Inner Circle, and if you don't know what that is, you need to hop over to specialedinnercircle.com because that's where we have in-depth conversations and work together on solutions, on situations just like this. So right now I'm hearing a lot about teachers who are feeling defeated because they are realizing that the lesson plans that they have been using for a long time, or the lesson plans that they are even creating right now in the moment are not working in the home environment. Here's the big aha moment that you need to have. If they're not working in the home environment, as in they're not transferring over, the child's not able to do those skills inside of the home environment. And I'm not talking about something that's new and challenging. I'm talking about something that they were already doing in the classroom or it should be easy. It should be something that the child could do on their own, but it's not happening at home. That's a good realization for you to have right now, because guess what? Your students are not going to live in the classroom for the rest of their lives. They need to be able to have skills that absolutely can be applied in multiple environments. They have to be able to take the skills that they're learning in a classroom and apply it at home and in the community. And if you are struggling as a teacher, thinking this should be so easy, this happened in my classroom before, they were doing it before, why is it not happening now? It's because the child is not able to transfer how they were doing it in your classroom into another environment. That is something that can be frustrating, but it is a huge opportunity that we're going to talk about how you're going to improve your skills as a teacher at a whole new level, because you're going to see this glitch that you're in right now, and you're literally going to change a child's future because you're going to adjust. Now, the other situation that I'm hearing a lot about, it's from parents who are realizing the IEP goals that they approved or signed off on or agreed upon at the IEP meeting are not all they're cracked up to be. They're realizing that the IEP goals that the child is working on are not truly important for further education, employment, independent living. They simply don't make sense for what the child needs, both short-term and long-term. So it's important that you don't get mad at the IEP team for working on the IEP goals that everybody agreed on, but that you become the leader in really determining what needs to happen next inside of that IEP. So that's the first step on how to change this feeling of failure of lessons not working or the right IEP goals not being addressed is that we have to make the parent the leader of the IEP when it comes to picking priorities. You know, I was a special education teacher. I am a special needs sibling. I can tell you from my core that it doesn't matter what I wanted to do as a teacher if it wasn't going to benefit the entire family of my student in the long term. It doesn't matter that I had the best way to teach something or I had the most awesome curriculum or that I had the ability to teach a child a skill that that maybe the parent didn't think was important at the time, because if it's not important to the family, it's not typically going to be long term beneficial for the child every household runs different. We're finding that out in remote learning, aren't we? So it's important for you to go pick up the IEP right now. I don't care if you're a teacher, a parent, what your role is on the IEP team. You got to pick up the IEP and you got to go look at that section that says parent educational concerns or parent input or parent vision statement. It's called something different in every state, sometimes even in Different districts within the same state. But the bottom line is no matter where your child has an IEP, no matter what state, there is a section for parent input. Most of the time that section is used wrong. It's used for a dumping grounds of complaint, or it's not used at all. It's used for miscellaneous information. That parent vision statement should be the driver. It should be the priority inside of that IEP document, you know, being a special needs sibling, I can tell you, I, I watched my brother and then all of my brother's friends grow up, right? They all went to different types of schools and different types of programs. Most of them had Down syndrome because we're pretty tight knit in the Down syndrome community. And every one of the parents had a different priority for their children. It didn't matter that they were all in elementary school at the time. It didn't matter that they all had Down syndrome at the time. They all had different priorities. In fact, I can remember the moms kind of bickering back and forth about what was important, what was not important. What do you want your child to learn? They should be working on this. No, they should be working on that. It's a discussion that happens in the parent community all the time. But parents, you have a place in the IEP to take that conversation and you need to go there. So the first thing is, as you're feeling the frustrations and the failures of what's happening in special education right now, this is your opportunity to lean in and really create a strong parent input statement. The other thing that you can recognize in this current chaos is which IEPs are just junk in there. I'm just gonna say it, it's junk. These IEP goals, they're not important. They're already written down. They're not important for now or for the future. They're a waste of time and it's okay to be blunt when you're thinking about this. Now, we got to have a constructive conversation about prioritizing and making sure that we're preparing a child for further education, employment, independent living and helping a team recognize when a goal is not meeting those standards. That was a really nice way of saying this IEP goal is junk. Now, I agreed to it as a parent, but it's not the right goal anymore. We made a mistake. It's OK. It's OK if you made a mistake, and you need to make a change. It's all right. So this is when we have an opportunity to get rid of that me versus you. This is your third thing that you're going to find as an opportunity in this current time that we're in right now. This me versus you at the IEP table has got to go right now. We have home and school that's just like intermingled together. There is no me in you, but we're still operating that way we need to start talking as we what are we as a team not we as a school team and then the parents or parents it's not about you know the school team it's we as an IEP team, we are all stakeholders in this child's education. And we need to work together and increase our communication. We need to be more productive. We need to set the priorities. We need to really build a new relationship. Now, here's the thing. New relationships are awkward. It's weird when you start communicating more, you start creating communicating differently, especially if you've burned some bridges on your IEP team. That happens. Teachers have burned bridges with parents. Parents have burned bridges with teachers, but we got to rebuild them. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be uncomfortable. That doesn't matter because what matters is putting the child's education first. What matters is getting a strong parent input statement. What matters is getting rid of the junk IEP goals and starting to communicate as a team and working together and just eliminating that barrier between home and school. This current crisis has done that. It has eliminated a barrier between home and school. It has shown us what is not working. All that this crisis has done is put a magnifying glass on what was already not working. What you're getting is a big smack in the face of what was already not happening or not going right in a child's education. Teachers, it hurts. I know that you're hurting because your lessons aren't working, the goals aren't working, the things aren't working, but here's the thing, great, let's recalibrate, let's put it together in a way where home and school work together to prepare this child for the future, not just to get through this crisis, not just to get through the next 90 days, not just to meet some IEP goals, but that we're really thinking about how is this current situation and the failures and struggles that we're having, really reflecting where our IEP is failing. And then how are we going to take this opportunity to change that up? I welcome you to join me inside of the Special Education Inner Circle. If you liked this topic, you're going to love how in-depth we go, the solutions we find, and the community that you can have inside of the Special Education Inner Circle. To become a Special Education Insider, just go to specialedinnercircle.com. I'll see you over there.